You're listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And we are two boss babes sharing our journey and inspiring you along the way. And today we're joined with Christina, who is a new small business owner. Introduce yourself. What do you do? Who are you? Uh, I'm Christina. I'm the owner of Wild Lily Event Planning. I am a wedding and event planning business based in Connecticut, but I kind of go all over. Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, anywhere that you're getting married and you're in love, I'm there. Nice. <laughs> and you have a lot of experience too. So this is yeah. very exciting to launch your own thing. Yeah, I did. I have about five years in the in the industry, you know, working with some incredible planners and, you know, doing some independent contracting. And then I was like, what am I doing? I want my own business. So I was like, it's about time. So yeah, took the leap. And it has been like, you know, only almost a month. And it has been like an incredible ride already. I've gotten like, to meet so many people already. I mean, it's a huge industry. So meeting all these incredible people has been like the best part so Aww. far. Yeah. What did you do prior to this? Um, I very similar to Megan didn't go to college. So I, I that. yeah. So right out of high school, I said, I'm gonna take a year off, see what I want to do. Um, got a job in retail and did that for about seven years, studied wedding and event planning, you know, got my certificate, sat on it, did nothing with it. And I was like, you know, got to make money. So I just did that. And then again, was stuck in a job, hated. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? So it was right after COVID. I feel like we all had time to think mm -hmm. during that time. So I was like, let me just spit my resume out everywhere. So I did. And thankfully, um, a planner in New York City was like, do you want to come be my apprentice? And I was like, absolutely. And I'm still with her today oh, as her awesome. assistant planner and lead coordinator. And I absolutely love her. Shout out Laura. She's listening. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then it all just spiraled after that. You know, one thing led to another. And then here we are. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What was the certificate like? Can you explain that a little bit? It was fun. It was just all online. You know, I was very like, didn't really love high school. Yeah, so just so I know, this is yeah. a certificate to become an event planner on your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, just like, yeah, just to get your certificate in like one in event planning. So okay. like they did hmm. teach you like towards the end, like our final project was to like plan a wedding and like have our own website and like have our hmm. own like business. It really did. Yeah. It gave you business skills, but then it also gave you like all the basics of like, you know, how much space between tables, like how to set a table, mm. how to do this, like kind of just like hospitality and just like event stuff insurance like oh. all that good stuff how um, long was the course like how long did it take you uh it took me about a year okay yeah and then um you know you had quizzes final mm -hmm. project you know it was a normal thing I was like it was very like anti-high school and I was like mm -hmm. there's no way I'm doing another four years of school no, <laughs> after yes, that. that so I was like you know what I was like I'll do it and then I was like still really young at the time and then I was like I didn't really do anything with it. I was like, I'm just going to keep working. It expired by the time I <laughs> did anything mm -hmm. with it. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It definitely, like, I still remember a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff. And it's just like the basics get you ready. And mm -hmm. it was fun. It was very, like, low-key. I got to work and do that at the same mm -hmm. time. And, you know, it gave you a a glimpse into the world. And I was like, do I really, you know, want to do this and stuff? And then after, I was like, I do. I was like, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Is so. that a requirement by a lot of venues? To no. A lot of venues, like, if you want to work 
for the, like as their in-house like oh. venue coordinator or whatever a lot of the time they require like a bachelor's in like hospitality and stuff not really like mm-hmm. an event planning like certification I feel like that's just more of like I also wanted to do it because I wanted to learn more yeah. about mm-hmm. the industry and like yeah. again the behind the scenes of like what really goes into it but um yeah a lot of the time it's like hospitality and like you know those type of like degrees that people look for but hmm. I only had a few people ask me about that. Like when I spit my resume out, they were like, oh, do you have like a bachelor's in this? this? And I was like, no, other people are just like, look, we're just making it up as we go too. Yeah, like yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So it's funny. They, <clears throat> so I got a certificate for bartending mm-hmm. like years and years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did the course again when I started this business Yeah. and I've never had anyone ask. It's technically not a requirement in Connecticut, but it's uh-huh. just good to have. And yeah. it's, you know, I have it on my website that my bartenders are tips certified and I actually had the first venue ask me for my certificate. And I'm like, I don't know where the heck this is. Oh, like, really? What? Interesting. And then I started asking other mobile bars, like, do you guys have this? Like, do you know where it is? Is it, like, handy? You can search it online. There's, like, a number for your name. Mm-hmm. But then I found out it's actually not a requirement that you have to have it. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to know that. Yeah. I, I feel like it does help with just, like, background knowledge. Like, for me, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of the questions were, like, how can you tell if someone's intoxicated? Like, things that you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't know mm-hmm. if you didn't, like, take a course like that. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and yeah. I definitely learned a lot. And, I like I said, I still remember some of the things half of it I don't remember. But, like, mm-hmm. most of it I remember, and it, I do still apply it to today. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a thing. So that's interesting to yeah, hear yeah. about. Yeah. That's cool. Fun yeah. facts. Yeah. Fun facts. Well, today is a Q&A episode. So we put out some polls on both of our Instagram accounts for any questions about business, about ourselves, about our own businesses, photography, mobile bartending, um, and then just, you know, run-of-the-mill business questions about marketing and legal stuff. Um, and you might be able to answer some of those better than we can because it's a little fresher for you, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... You know, between the three of us, we're going to try to answer all of your questions. And Christina, you have the list. So get us started. Um, whatever, wherever you want to start. I don't know if I remember all of them. I tried to like refresh my mind on some of them. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know any of them. I'm like kind (laughs) of nervous. I've even seen the ones that you added. So this should be interesting. Okay. There's some good questions here. All right. Let's do. Yeah. So thank you everybody for, um, you know, responding to our poll because all of these are from. You guys, so that's great. Yes. Um, I'm actually going to start with one of my own because oh, it yeah. kind of stems off of what we um, kind of were just chatting about. So what was your, I call it the spark. What was your like initial spark of like, that's it, I'm starting my business. Was it like an experience mm. you had that like, you know, I say, what was the fuel? So like, did someone like angry you when you were like, oh yeah, I'm doing it. Like I'm all fired up or Ooh, were you just that. like, hmm, I'm going to try it. Like, you know, what was your spark? Let me go first. Yeah. Mm, (laughs) So I, as most know, I was in corporate for 13 years and I loved my job. Like I was so lucky that I enjoyed what I did. Um, And then the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I was on maternity leave with my daughter and I was furloughed from my job in hospitality. And I did corporate event planning, so I had no clue if that was ever even going to come back. Um, But I never considered myself an entrepreneur. Like, well, let me rephrase that. I had like a um, string business. I think we talked about this where I used to make like those bracelets, like the Chinese staircase oh, and all that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And GIMP. Wasn't that a thing? Like the GIMP, like 
Maybe you're too young for this. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. I'm aging myself. Oh my God. I know, I know what you're talking You would do this like box thing and you would make like keychains with it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we would sell those, like me and my girlfriend. Aww. When I was really young. So I guess I have it in my blood. But I never, I considered myself climbing the corporate ladder. Like that was always Mm -hmm. what I thought. So the pandemic hit and I was like, "Um, what do I do now? Like I am home with two kids. First of all, I am not cut out to be a full stay at home mom. I will literally go insane insane the pandemic was really a testament to that um and I said I I need to find something else like what else can I do so uh, we um we had a mobile um food truck at our wedding and it they did alcohol infused desserts so I kind of saw like this like fun thing yeah it was like the talk of the wedding it was awesome so I was like hmm so I went on a rabbit hole on Pinterest found mobile bars and just like went from there. But I also thought this was going to be a hobby at first because I had no clue. Again, I did not think of myself as an entrepreneur. Um, but I knew that I had to do something because I needed to make money. So very long story short, this ended up being amazing. Um, I went back to the Hyatt for a little bit and realized that I needed to do this full time. So it was kind of like I just had this like gut feeling. And I feel like mm-hmm. I started listening to the podcast. Um, I started through the pandemic and I started like – finding ways to inspire myself that I can do this. Um, I also started consulting for a skincare company and learned very quickly that I can be an entrepreneur and I can do something like this on my own. And I was able to see myself grow this, um, you know, network marketing business to, I was like one of the top 3% in the company. And I was like, if I can do this, like I can do my own thing. So I, I still do the consulting a little bit here and there, but I really put my all into this business and I just, it took off and it's crazy. So I feel like if you have that gut feeling, you have to run with it because nobody's going to, nobody's going to hold your hand. Nobody's going to do it for you. You just have to mm-hmm. like really dive in and really go for it. Yeah. So I kind of had my, my back against the wall in a way, but I feel like it really pushed me yeah. to do what I wanted to do in the end. Mm-hmm. Mine was kind of similar like more of a gut feeling not so much like a something happened and I was like yeah I'm gonna roll with this it was more of like something I'd been thinking about and was like "Mm, mm, yeah I'll I'll give it a shot you know it was it wasn't like a I had an aha moment or anything like that Mm. um I was working full-time at a retirement home and loved it I grew up with my grandparents we all lived together so I was very used to that kind of setting which is probably why I ended up there um and probably will you know, do that again one day. But um, after a year of doing that, I just didn't feel like I was being creative doing anything during COVID. It was during COVID also. So like 2020, 2021 um, was just kind of like every day was the same. And I don't, I don't know, just wasn't creative. And I was like, I need to pick up a hobby for sure. <laughs> and I used to do photography in high school a lot. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that again. And I remember being on break like scrolling through Instagram and just like looking at photographers and being like, oh, wow, I love their work. Just like scrolling through like bored and realized that day, I remember it, I was just like, oh, all of the people that I'm starting to follow are all like women my age, like 20s, 30s, just like traveling the world and doing their thing and, you know, photographing people in love. And I was like, oh, that would be so cool. Why don't I do that? I kind of want to do that. And I just... I don't know, just, you know, made a decision was like, I want to try to do that. And so figured out how I wanted to do that, made a business plan, um, was doing free sessions, lots of dogs, lots of families at first, and then um, ended up here, quit my job. And that's about it. Here we are. So, (laughs) yeah. 
no no big moment where i was like this is my thing but i was kind of like i kind of want to do that let's see i think my big moment was when i told my husband i was buying a horse trailer and he's like you're Mm. doing what (laughs) and i'm like that was like the point where it's like okay this is really happening yeah this is like gonna be a business I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the pandemic, like everyone kind of stopped and reevaluated mm-hmm. themselves. And yeah. was like, where am I? Yeah. What am I doing? Where am I going? Type thing. Yeah. And like, I feel like even though it was like, you know, not a great time, a lot of like positive things did come out of it. I yeah, know that for yeah. a lot of people. Um, I feel yeah. like I slowed down a lot during the pandemic because I was me too. like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still always on the go. Let me not. I'm still crazy. <sighs> But I feel like I learned that, like, you have to slow down a little bit in order to, mm-hmm. like, survive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about that a lot. That, yeah. like, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been working there. And if I wasn't working mm-hmm. there, I wouldn't have had that feeling. And if I didn't have that feeling, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be here. Like, yeah. I it think all just spirals. Like yeah. I said, it's literally, yeah. like, yeah. I'm so big on, like, the decision and choice that you make, like, literally sets the course for, like, everything like yeah. I always say like I met my boyfriend on a dating app and I said if I did not do that the day like I don't know if I would be here where I am now in my career where I am like you know yeah it's crazy yeah like, it's it's so funny how like those little decisions are mm-hmm. just like yep you know yeah I think about that all the time <laughs> oh boy all right let's see um let's start with a fun one what's your favorite work snack while you're working oh chocolate and peanut butter oh, i saw that on your instagram the other day i was I like that's pretty good yeah i put i put chocolate bars and peanut butter in the fridge and i'll just like love it i love dying. it so good i did see that on your instagram um honestly mine is coffee like i'm not even gonna be oh no <laughs> just yeah it's so bad so bad i i'm not a big snacker either though like really? i yeah i'm a big snacker me too yeah. <laughs> i'm a big snacker i do like um I'm like a big beef jerky person, which is so funny. And Costco has these like sticks, so those are probably gonna be my go-to. Mm-hmm. What's I yours? Wish I had one in my car. Uh, mine's <laughs> always the same. Like after an event, when you're home at like one o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. it's a bag of pretzels and a jar of Nutella, and I just and that's very similar. Yeah. To mine. yeah, I just sit. My boyfriend always has it ready when I get home, and I just sit oh, and I, I eat. God, Some fun. you might like this. Sometimes I'll put together like a s'more bowl, so I'll like Ooh. take graham crackers and like smash them up and like melt peanut butter and marshmallows in the microwave and then throw like chocolate chips in it and just with a spoon oh my god what is that s'mores with a spoon i'm totally making it (laughs) (laughs) when i'm like really hungry and i like don't know what i want for lunch but i also kind of want to just like snack that's what i do she has a s'mores bowl s'mores bowl i love peanut butter (laughs) i love that good protein that's fun um okay makes you fall now we'll do more serious that was a fun one um oh how do i educate people about my business without sounding condescending mm, i think um oh that's tough i i don't know oh, gosh i think just trying to be as polite and honest as you can be um one tip that i had that some or that my sister gave me actually in high school when you'd be like writing essays and stuff one tip that she had was if you were trying to explain what you're trying to explain in your essay to an alien, to somebody who knows absolutely nothing about our mm. world and the universe, how would you explain it to them in a way that doesn't make them upset? So, like, I kind of take that into account with my business. So when I'm on Instagram and just, you know, marketing and telling people about what I'm doing, um, 
like how I want to express that like a first touch is a good idea. But mm-hmm. if some people think that a first touch is stupid, how do you convince them that it's not stupid without making them feel like mm-hmm. upset that you're like singling them out or something? So I try to explain those thoughts as if I were speaking to somebody that didn't know anything about what I was talking about, like didn't have any prior knowledge on it and did it in like a nice, humble, mm-hmm. polite mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But. I think it's just like being so educated on your business and it kind of is going to come almost like naturally when you explain it. Um, for me, I think my pricing is what I have to educate people the most on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just being so, um, you know, have so much knowledge in your business that it just comes naturally when you're explaining it to someone. For me personally with mine, I think I have to educate them on my prices a lot because in the beginning I got the, aren't you just a table with linen mm. and you know, why do you, why can you charge what you can charge? So I had to explain mm. to them why I can charge what I can charge because of all the logistics that go behind it. So I think it's just really educating the customer or just people in general on social media. Um, Cause I think that's thing that people forget to do. I think people almost assume as a photographer, they know what you, what you do kind of thing as a mobile bar, like I'm a bartender, but I don't think they understand everything else that goes into your business. And I think you really have to just explain it to people. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't understand that I'm making all my fresh juices. I'm creating, you know, such an experience, Mm -hmm. but they just think I show up and I bartend, you know, they don't understand. I actually had to explain to a customer recently. Um, she was looking for a discount it was a nonprofit and you know, I really want to be a part of it. It's a great, great cause and everything. But I had to explain to her, you know, she was like, well, what if we get this donated and this donated and this donated? I'm like, but I still have to go to the grocery store and I still have to do all these different things that account for my time being away from Mm -hmm. my family and being away from things that I'm, you know, want to do in my personal life. So I think people don't understand that in the fall. So I think it's just being like really, really like, hone in on on what you do and it's just gonna come naturally almost yeah people Mm -hmm. are only gonna see they're only gonna know about their about your business with what they see Mm -hmm. so you have to educate them on the parts that they don't see going to the grocery store doing all of the stuff at home i know you like dry fruits and stuff in your Mm -hmm. oven like all night long so stuff like that is you know they're not paying you for that time because you're booked from hour to hour but your prices need to accommodate for those times that you're not booked so Mm -hmm. it's the same with me with my editing like I don't charge them by the hour for my editing I have my prices my hourly rate for when I'm shooting to accommodate for my editing time Mm -hmm. so I don't know it's educating people in like a nice polite kind of way being like Mm -hmm. there's a lot that you don't see behind the scenes Um, like Mm -hmm. I understand that maybe you're I don't know. I don't know how to probably telling them that they're confused would be a little condescending. So (laughs) it's trying to pick the right words in making your sound, making yourself sound polite. Um, And I think, yeah, just that, that essay writing tip that was like, if I love that, they didn't know anything, like how would you explain it? Like if you were writing a book to somebody who didn't Mm. know anything, I don't know. Yeah. No, I like that. And I, I like what what Jen was saying is like really educated. Like you have to have confidence like Mm -hmm. in what you're talking about because then like if they're asking, sometimes they're testing you yep. and they're just like asking. And if you come across yep. very like well-educated and confident, then they're like, oh, okay. Like they do know what they're talking about. They are worth this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's hard. Like that's why I struggle with, with like figuring out my pricing is like, I don't want to come across as like too much, mm-hmm. too little. Cause if you're too little, you're like, mm, why are they too little? Yep. If you're too much, they're like, mm, why are they too much? And then it's like, but it's very like, for me, like I can work with a client for like a year and a half like straight I don't charge like Mm -hmm. oh I'm working like an hour on this like we have it you know I just like kind of work but it is like 
it's my time. Like if I'm talking to a vendor of yours or if I'm, you know, making one of your timelines and stuff, it's just, it's time. So yep. that's what it is. And then day of, it's like, a, you know, it's a 16 hour day that mm-hmm. you're there and you're on yep. your feet and yep. it's, you know, a lot. And then, yeah, I think that's, you just have to have confidence and again, yep. be educated and stick with your yep. gut with, that was you know, what you're something, saying. That was something that was hard with me in the beginning because I didn't take into those extra hours into consideration and mm-hmm. I didn't take the travel of me. I mean, some mm-hmm. events I get there two hours before mm-hmm. and they're an hour away. So that's three hours before I even actually get to the event of that day. And then on the back end too. So I think it's also like, it comes with time almost. I don't think as a new business owner, you're just going to like nail it right away. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, and it's okay to also increase your prices once you have mm-hmm. learned. Like mm-hmm. I very quickly realized that my prices were too low in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think they were. I thought they were actually pretty good. Um, but I did not put into consideration all of the things that went into it. Yeah. But yeah. you learn. It's all mm-hmm. about learning and then reevaluating your business plan and yeah. your motto and things like that. I feel like yeah. I did the same thing. I yeah. set my prices like when I first opened my business and was doing free work and then you know, somebody handed me a 50 and I was like, okay, I guess I can start charging $50 now. Cause that's what they, you know, mm-hmm. thought that that was worth. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a long time I was just charging like 50 and then I charged 75 and then I charged a hundred and, you know, just kept yeah. going up. But at the beginning, like I only charged that 50 because that's what I would have paid for it. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like, I don't know if that makes sense, but hundred percent, I'm going to tell you something after when you're first getting started, I feel like a lot of people will set their prices to what they feel like they would pay for it and what they mm-hmm. can afford. But then once you go full time and this is your thing and you don't have any other income coming in, your prices need to be a livable wage for you mm-hmm. and for your business to also grow because we book weddings and events, you know, a year in advance. And so our, our prices today, what we're charging people today for a year from now are going to reflect our skills for a year from now, not our skills today. hundred so, percent. Yeah. So to go off of that, I always joke that I can't afford my services. I always say I am not my own client and it took a little bit for me to learn that, but that's okay. Like it's okay not to be your own client, but I'm a luxury service. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not a luxury, like, I can't afford luxury all the time. Like, when my mm-hmm. husband and I, we don't go to, you know, the Four Seasons. Like, we go to an average hotel, but that's okay. But you need to find your client yeah. that is going to pay that, mm-hmm. your value, yep. and pay for, you know, what you're worth and what you're putting out there. But, yeah, I always joke that I, I cannot afford my own services, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I think mm-hmm. you just have to find the people who can afford it. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think it's also, like, um like kind of like what you were saying, like it's okay like to start low and then yeah. raise them yeah. like yeah. as you go. Cause I'm also very like with my clients, it's like, it's very customizable. Like not every client is going to need the same exact service as the mm-hmm. other person. They might be like, I already have all my vendors, but I need someone to help me with the rest of the stuff. And I was like, okay, then you're not my full plan, like package and price. Mm-hmm. So again, I really base it off of like time, mm-hmm. how long, what I need, what you need from me. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of base it, around that because like for example like I'm not going to the grocery store to get supplies in the set I'm mm-hmm. just it's my time and then it's you know my travel and mm-hmm. like if you're far away like you know accommodations yeah. and stuff like that it's just yeah. very like but yeah no I like that yeah like, stick mm-hmm. to your gut yeah yes. that's always good um all right oh here's a here's a good one this is where I'm struggling right now so okay. I would love it what should you do if you don't have any content to post yet mm-hmm. 
oh, we know how to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we talked about this recently. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode that was, but um, make it, create yep. it, make your own content. Um, yeah, if you're just getting started and you want to do, well, I mean, I can talk about myself and what I did. I'm a photographer. So um, when I first got started, I really wanted to get into, I wanted to do it all, really, but I wanted to get into weddings. And I didn't have any experience. I'd never even been to a wedding as a guest. So I was like, how do I get booked if I have literally nothing to show for it? So I bought a $10 ring at Target and I put together like fake flat lay details. I like made a little invitation on Canva and, you know, picked some flowers in, you know, I live in like a rural area. So there's like flowers growing on the side of the street everywhere. So I picked some flowers and like made a little thing you know took the heels out of my closet and was like let's go so I just a lot of a lot of stuff like that I did that a couple times um and then I attended some content days and got you know portfolio got to build my portfolio with actual pictures of people but before I did that I was just doing model calls and um you know putting together my own stuff so Mm -hmm. for for you like I feel like you could do something similar because a lot of what you're doing, a, a lot of what you would probably share, I feel like would mm-hmm. be a written message or like yeah. something that you talk about. So like you could make yeah. a reel of yourself talking yeah. and being like, here are my tips for this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And um, that could be that could be helpful. And that's not something that people need to like see you doing, but mm-hmm. like hearing that you are educated and that you they can yeah. see that you do know what you're talking about mm-hmm. you can post something like that that you can create today yeah versus you know a behind the scenes video of you like floofing someone's dress like which is more valuable i think the information is mm-hmm. more valuable so yeah. um i don't know create your own content that is my tip yeah 100 percent. i did um i did content days when i first started and I ended up hosting one because I couldn't really find one that I wanted to be a part of. Um, Mm -hmm. So I hosted one and Megan was with me and I found like three or four other photographers. Um, We had like different setups, which was cool because it, it all went together as one event, but mm-hmm. you could use the content from different like scenes. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had so, two different model couples too, yep, so there was yep. a lot of variety in all of our galleries. Yeah. And, so and and yeah. each photographer gave me different pictures mm-hmm. um, because their editing style was different. So if I were to post any of those different pictures, it almost would look like all different events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's great. And then also, I mean, you could set up a table at your house, and mm-hmm. you know put a selfie stand up and just get some pictures nobody yeah. knows yeah that you're not at a venue that mm-hmm. you're not at an event yep. um you know you kind of have to like fake it till you make it yeah. kind of thing yeah. Yeah. um but also get inspiration I'm a very big like I follow a lot of mobile bars all over the world mm-hmm. um and I get ideas from them and I'm like okay I could create something similar and we had a whole episode of copycats so do not copy someone exactly but put your own spin on it and put yeah. your own like flair because that's what your customers want to see. They want to yeah. see what you are really going to look like at the end. But I love mm-hmm. the idea of being knowledgeable, especially as a event planner. Um, mm-hmm. I think people want to know that you're the expert and they can mm-hmm. rely on you. So like give yeah. them reasons on how they can yeah. trust you for their day. Or I think you've yeah. been doing the right thing. I've been seeing you posting reels. <laughs> that's like seven trends that I love or yeah. like timeline yeah advice on that and I think that's really good Mm -hmm. and all of the videos that you've used of um you know ceremony sites that you've been at and it's Mm -hmm. just like that with background music and the Mm -hmm. information I think you're 
definitely on the right track with that yeah that's definitely infographics have been my best friend like the past couple of weeks and it's like i agree i do i am i do have a ton of content but like i can't use it it's not like my business's content it's like previous planners and other stuff like that so i don't feel right putting their stuff on my page but yes if it's just like a stock b-roll of like outside of a venue or something like that that's always good and then but i think back to that like i think if you're tagging them appropriately i mean you were yeah. there you were part of the day i know my boyfriend tells me this all the time i struggle <laughs> with that i'm like yes i did it and was a part of it but like it's not mine does that make sense like i wasn't yes. the lead planner yes. right like for this planner i work with in the city like oh my god, her events are incredible mm-hmm. i'm like i i love i always post stuff on my stories but i'm mm-hmm. like i don't feel right posting on my feed because it's like not mine. Even okay. though I tag her, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I feel no, weird I with that. I understand that. that. Do, the yeah, etiquette is that, hard. But I think, ask her. Just yeah. See, does she know that you're starting your business? Yeah, she knows. Yeah. She's so very I happy, would, very supportive. That's yeah. amazing. She yeah. probably yeah. would say She it. probably yeah. would say yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm always like, I don't know. It's just, I think I'm just like people pleaser almost. Yeah. Like, and I'm just Yeller. like, ooh, I don't know if I feel right yeah. doing that. Because it's like, I don't want to like steal their content mm-hmm. to boost my business. Yeah. No, I understand Or someone to be like, oh like that's beautiful like some people don't read the tags they're like mm-hmm. oh you did that that's gorgeous like oh you've worked like i mean yeah. yes i have done the table and i've worked at these yeah. incredible venues but you know not as under my business yeah if right, that makes right. sense the but, etiquette on that is really hard yeah. it's yeah. a similar thing in the photography industry because you know if i'm the lead shooter and it's they're my wedding clients but we need a second photographer on the day and mm-hmm. i have somebody come in it's like it's it's a like a gray area mm-hmm. with people because I've been a second shooter for some people where they're like, don't tag the venue, don't let the couple follow you, and it's like very specific. Oh. Like you're don't yeah. you know can't even network your own business. Like if anybody approaches you, you have to say that you're working for me. Like oh. you can't say your own business name. So mm-hmm. it is kind of like tricky because some people will be that ter- ter- territorial and be like, no this is my work and then there will be other people that you know don't even make you sign a contract that you're second shooting and will just be like yeah come and yeah you know share you can share Mm -hmm. your photos as long as you tag me and some people are very cool about it so Mm -hmm. um yeah if you're in that situation and you know you you do have a lot of content to post but it's not your own Mm -hmm. because a lot of photographers and I'm sure other people who are in a similar boat as you who have like five years experience like have a lot of experience Mm -hmm. but like feel like you can't use any of it mm-hmm. um just ask yeah I, she'll probably say yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i've yeah like i've done like i have been in that situation similar to you it's like i do independent contracting for a few places and there's one place that i do for and they're just like you need to tag us in every single photo or video yeah. that is taken inside the building and i'm like mm, not really but okay like it's just mm-hmm. that like i'm always like then i don't want to post it you know yeah. what i mean yeah, if it's yeah. like that then i'm like i have no problem not posting it so mm-hmm. i'm very like not particular about what I post. I think it's about not stepping on other yeah. toes and being I see that. unique yeah. and fresh to myself as well. So yeah. like I am, I'm starting to like put together a content day, mm-hmm. you know, with a few creators and like kind of being like, I need something that's like not an infographic or not like a yeah. real, but I am open to talking like back in the day, I used to have a bookstagram and I used to mm-hmm. share like all my books and nerdy, like on camera. I love it. And I like, can do it and I'm just like the most awkward being in front of a camera and I'm like oh no but you know it's still that's a good idea I didn't even think of like doing my face and like talking Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah maybe go through other event planners social medias and instagrams and tiktoks and Mm -hmm. you know see what yeah see what reels they're making and posts that they're making that do really well like if they have a reel that has like a hundred thousand views 
don't don't copy exactly what they're doing yeah. but be like why is this one successful is it because it's of their face because yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes that's the thing or is it because of the music sometimes yeah. that's the thing so do a little a little research a little digging to be like why is this person's you know marketing mm. successful and how can i replicate that and apply it to my own mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah oh here's another good one kind of stems off what we just chatted about okay um what do you do on days you are feeling unmotivated slash lack creative juice we all have uh, um Maybe I'll let Jen go yeah, first because exactly. I experience this a lot and I need help with this. So I don't know <laughs> if I can answer this. Um, it's weird. I think social media like does it for me. I think I mm-hmm. start scrolling and I <clears throat> start seeing like, I'll just use mobile bar as an example. I'll start seeing like a really cool event that they did. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to get myself back into this. And, and I also think just like getting in front of my computer. Cause I, unless I'm responding to emails, I'm not in front of my computer that much. Um, so I think like getting in front of my computer and just like reminding myself like I need to respond to clients. Um, I need to do this and that. And then also using like escapes, like going to a new coffee shop. I feel mm. like I get like good vibes mm. when I go like somewhere different because I usually work at Starbucks. Um, I actually pay for this place that I haven't been to in so long. I need to cancel my membership. <laughs> it was like a co-working space. Um, Jeff works. Have you ever heard of it? I, yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Um, yeah. Great, but it was just a little too far for me to go every single day. So mm-hmm. I go to Starbucks down the street. Um, and I just think like working outside of your house is really, really yeah. motivational. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually put headphones on and I'll like listen to a podcast while I'm working. Podcast, 100%. Like get a good podcast. Find one. Um, I love Empower Her. But find a good podcast that is going to like speak to you and you're going to be like, heck yeah, I got this. Like Actually, I could do this. I I agree with that. I agree with that. When you asked the question, I was like, I have no idea. But <laughs> I, I do that too now that now that you say that. Um, I, if I'm feeling good, I like to watch TV. I have like some TV shows that I like to watch or I put on a movie or something. But if I have a lot of deadlines that I need to hit and I'm like, yikes, I don't know if I'm going to make this. Um, movies are definitely not the way to go because I work at like half speed when I'm watching something. So I'll listen to a podcast or listen to music. If I really need to grind, that's that's what I know that I have to do. Like that's my tool is like listening to music or listening to a podcast. Um, I still like to, you know, doze off kind of if it's a certain podcast so like I don't really listen to a lot of like motivational like go get it kind of podcasts I listen to like the Gilmore Girls podcast or like the Charmed podcast this is where Megan and I are so different like I could never listen to those I need like someone yelling in my ear being like go do this right now you got this (laughs) have you seen that Shia LaBeouf video of him with the green screen I used to listen to that all the time when I was in school and he's like just do it (laughs) that's what I need like I literally need someone yelling at me no yeah I used to have a playlist of those when I was in high school um but in terms of the question I think you said creative right if you're lacking like creative energy yeah Yeah, I struggle with that because I'll go through a lot of spurts with social media where I'm like very motivated and I have a lot to say and Mm -hmm. I'm feeling very creative Mm -hmm. with all my posts and like I have an idea for real and then there's other weeks where I'm like I can't post anything I have nothing to say Mm. like I Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I would post I have nothing to say um and I haven't learned how to combat that yet so yeah. check back I in later <laughs> I think it's also okay to 
walk away and take a break for a little bit. Like I, I love reels. I try to do one every single day, but like this past week I was just so insane. I realized I haven't done one in four days. And like, that is not like me. Like I usually do a reel every single day. I know. I see them. They always pop up on my feet. Thank (laughs) you. But I enjoy them and I like doing them. But I just, I mentally wasn't there for that. Mm-hmm. And then I posted one yesterday. I was like, oh, I love doing this. Like, I reminded yeah. myself. But yeah. I think it's okay to take a little bit of a break, especially mm-hmm. from social media, because mm-hmm. I think you can come back refreshed and, you know, get creative in a different way. And, you know, I get my creativity from social media. And I don't know if that's yeah. the best thing, but that's where I get mine from. Yeah. I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I get mine, like, I always like I do design as well for clients. So if I'm doing a mood board, mm-hmm. like I get in it. Like I am like What about Pinterest? Do you use that? Pinterest a lot? is my yeah. best friend. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just because Pinterest is always easy to pull images yep. from to put in the mood board. And I can easily type like rustic table setting mm-hmm. and find like yeah. a million Instagram that's yep. hard to do, but I can find it. But yes, like I'm always saving stuff mm-hmm. on Instagram or even if like I'm scrolling on a reel and I'm like, ooh, that would be a really good one to do a spin on like almost like I always have that but then I'm always saving like oh this would be perfect for this person this would mm-hmm. be perfect like I am addicted to Instagram mm-hmm. in yeah. a very unhealthy yeah. way and yeah. I'm like constantly scrolling saving like but I'm also like times when I go on Instagram okay you're not working like you're gonna scroll and have fun versus like yeah. I'm saving this and I'm like sometimes I just go on to like market and like do like yeah. pull stuff but yeah mood boards Pinterest is my best friend um instagram and then like google too like i'll look at like the vogue articles and like you know um style me pretty joy like those like wedding Mm -hmm. like blog pages i always look at um but yeah and then that's where i find all my inspo yeah yeah Yeah, for sure i need yeah i think i gotta figure it out (laughs) i feel like i'm having a problem like you're not like for like for example like jen if you're creating like a new cocktail or a new drink like that or for me like a mood board but i feel like for you it's like that's hard it's like how am i gonna pose them what type of like what type of shots do i want to take i feel like that you could definitely find on like i feel like nature would be Uh, good for you like you need to go in the nature i do i really do yeah i really do no i've been we talked about this i think on the the last episode too we didn't really have a topic we just were like let's just chat and one of the things on my mind was like just feeling just less into it and Mm -hmm. like feeling guilty and like hard on myself about it but I think that maybe that's a sign of burnout maybe maybe I'm like slowly slowly like burning myself out even though I have the boundaries and I like don't work past this time unless I'm like feeling very motivated about it um but you know I've recently had some weddings or shoots where like I'm walking into it and I'm it's just like a a normal day Mm -hmm. and I'm like I should not be feeling like this right now like I should be feeling pumped up I should be feeling like Shia LaBeouf and I don't and (laughs) I just like I don't know how to fix that but I think you're right I think I need to go outside I think I need to like turn off my phone shut Mm -hmm. down my laptop like go for a walk Mm -hmm. and maybe do photography for fun like I used to do a lot of hikes when I was first getting into photography and like doing pictures of plants and bugs and like just nature and the outdoors so maybe I need to do that maybe I'm like subconsciously connecting photography with solely work Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now and not like with love and enjoyment and like pleasure and maybe maybe every time I pick it up I'm like here we go again and it's like not like lighting me up as much I don't know Mm -hmm. um fun fact I was like a few minutes late today well actually I was on time but I tried to be a little bit you were good but I wasn't (laughs) um but so Megan lives in Reading and 
there's a reservoir that I have oh, to pass. I love it there. And I kept seeing like these pull-offs and I really wanted to take a picture. So I literally pulled off, oh. took my coffee cup out with my logo. If you go to my Instagram today, you'll see it. And I, I just took that. a picture and I like stood there for a second. I was like, oh. And I used to take the kids for walks all the time. And like, we're just so busy right now that yeah. we haven't been able to do that. And it's like, yeah. they need to do what I need to do it. And yep. I think it's like, okay to like go off of your routine. And I think like, that's a yeah. really big way of getting creativity back. It's mm-hmm. just like doing something you don't do every single day. Yep. Maybe we need to add that to our routine. Yes. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot too, because one of the podcasts I'm listening to is about Gilmore Girls and Gilmore Girls to me is like, I mean, every day is, I don't know if you guys or anybody has seen it, but it's about a, a mom-daughter duo, like, I living in a Gilmore small town. Who has I'm not obsessed. seen oh, Gilmore Girls? Come on. I know. <laughs> it's from, like, the, two th- the 2000s. So if you haven't seen it by now, like, oh what God, the heck? Why do I feel like that's so <laughs> Why does I just feel so old right then? Um, but it reminds me a lot of my childhood, and my childhood mm. felt, because it's a small town in Connecticut, you know, so... But, like, the whole thing of, you know, going to school every day, going to work every day, going out to eat together and, like, doing your thing and, like, they have their hobbies and, you know, every day is, like, feeling a little structured. Um, and I I felt like that as a kid. You know, I would go to dance class and I would go to school from this hour to this hour and this day to this day. And now that I'm, I don't have a schedule, really a schedule, you know, I work on the weekends and then work from home during the days. But, like, I don't really have... Like on Thursdays, I'm here from this time to this time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's affecting me more than I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to that. I need to have Making a little more. Schedule. Yeah, maybe I, I need struggled. to do that. Yeah. I feel very free not having one. I enjoy not having one. Mm-hmm. Like I like waking up when I wake up and mm-hmm. working when I work and mm-hmm. just like letting things be. Mm-hmm. But like maybe that's not healthy for me. Yeah. Maybe I'm not thriving in this. You, you know are I mean? thriving, girl. I think you, you're going no, through a little, you little hiccup and you'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. You need to go into the nature. Go to that yeah, reservoir, right. park on the Gotta side of the outside. road, go take some pictures of the beautiful yeah. water and the trees. Yeah. The trees look really good right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's there. not fall. That's but... my secret spot. You're giving away my secret spot. Don't anybody <laughs> go there. <laughs> and I, I agree with Jen. Like, take a break. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Yeah. Take a step. I know sometimes it's like, yeah, like that's a good question. Like, how do you give yourself the discipline to take a break yeah. and to not open your laptop like mine it's like if I've had an event I don't open my laptop on Sundays I don't answer emails I don't look at anything like I will turn off my notifications on Sundays close the blinds and I'm like a hermit all day and that's like what I need to reset because sometimes like it takes me like two days to recover from an event like Mm -hmm. physically like Mm -hmm. my knees my ankles like almost 30 like now my like knees hurt when I like (laughs) walk too long Mm -hmm. so it's like I give myself that discipline, but I also like have that like little nagging guilt in the back of my head of like, well, you really should be working. You should be marketing. You're like, Mm. I work three different event things right now. I have this business, I independent contract, and then I work for this planner. So I'm like, there is so much going on Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I need to be working on one of them. But then I'm like, no, take a break. Like, cause I don't give myself that night discipline. Like I work all day work all afternoon and then I work all night no like, until can't like, do that in the morning, and then I'll go to two bed. things though she's growing her business right now that is yeah that's true yeah so that I is yeah you say, can you can we did that when we first started yeah, that's true. like that's true. I don't think I slept in the beginning to be honest no. um but three three seasons in I've now learned but it took a while yeah. and you know it took me just being so exhausted at night being like you know what I'm not going to do this tonight I'm going to try to get up early tomorrow even though yeah. I'm not a morning person mm-hmm. and try to do it before my kids wake up um, yeah. But I think there's different seasons. And I think you're in a season right now where yeah. you do have to do that if you want to see this business mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. yeah. 
If I you want know? this to be the full, because yeah. obviously this is the goal to have this one the full yep. time and not have to, and unfortunately yep. the other one's behind. But it's, yeah. And I think it's like, I don't have, I have to section out my day. Of, like mm-hmm. this hour to this hour is this yep. one, this, 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 mm-hmm. and this, this. I mean, thankfully my boyfriend's up late working. Like he's a night owl. I am not a night owl. I am more like I'll get up early mm-hmm. and do it, but I'm turning into one because I'm like, okay, I'll work until like midnight, yeah. one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just doing, even if it's like, you know, bulk making Instagram posts or like reaching out to vendors or being like, whatever. Like I save that stuff for like yeah. my time yep. when it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was still working at the Hyatt, doing consulting for Beauty Counter and starting this business, mm-hmm. I don't know how I did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hyatt was 50 plus hours a week just, and I was on site. Like I was at the Hyatt eight mm-hmm. to nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then I was commuting mm-hmm. in the morning and night. Like I would be on my lunch break in my car, like, making posts for social media for Mm -hmm. beauty counter and trying to, you know, start this mobile bar business that Mm -hmm. I had no idea what the heck it was because there was not a lot at the time, Mm -hmm. but I was literally like, I was burning the flame, like Mm -hmm. literally burning the flame. And, but I think that that was a season that I had to do that. So I Mm -hmm. think that you just have to realize that it's not always going to be like this. Mm -hmm. Remind yourself that, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, but you need to work to get to that light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. And now like, you know, my business doesn't work itself by any means, but I'm getting leads from Google now and I'm not doing anything. I'm just now on Google. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm getting leads from people who are at events, who a friend told a friend told a friend, mm-hmm. yep. like my client, I always ask where people heard me, heard mm-hmm. about me. And my client this week was like, oh, you were at an event in Trumbull and um, my friend was there and I told him I was doing a surprise party for my wife. He recommended you. I booked you. So like now I'm getting that three yeah. years later. Yeah. So I really think that you have to work your seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. That was a long topic. That was a- <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. We were, we were inspired. All right. <clears throat> I'll go to another fun question. I feel like we need it. So a wedding trend you're tired of. Hmm. I'll start. Go ahead. Champagne toasts. Oh, my God. <laughs> stop. Stop doing them. Please stop doing them. How do them. you mean? What do you mean? <sighs> Nobody drinks it. Yeah. It gets hot before you even oh, drink it. Oh, you mean like with mm-hmm. the speeches? Like, like it's or... pre-poured before guests come in. Yeah, which it's you have to table. because yeah. you don't, mm-hmm. depending on, I mean, I'm obviously using my b- mobile bar side of it, but mm-hmm. it, First of all, if you're not getting a good bottle of champagne, nobody's do it. Good bottles of champagne are so expensive. If you're buying the alcohol on your own, you're wasting your money. Mm-hmm. People just drink their drink. First of all, mm-hmm. how many people really actually enjoy champagne? Not that many. I mm-hmm. mean, unless you're having a mimosa on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a waste of money. Wait, so it's like with the best man speeches? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. When, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like so like when everybody doing... has. See, like... that's not something I've ever paid attention to. You know what? I don't see it as often. I feel like I had a few this year, but I don't see it as often because like everyone just already has a drink Mm -hmm. from the bar and it's like, why do we need to? And no one ever drinks it. So it's funny. Mm. I'm guilty. I had a champagne toast at my wedding. So I'm literally like the pot call in the bed. Yeah. I didn't know back then. So I'm enlightening all of our new brides. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, it's, it's such a waste of money if you're buying your own booze. It's a waste of time for the catering staff. They could be doing other things at that time. Mm-hmm. They have to stop and start pouring the champagne. And then unless you pour it like right before the guests walk in and if the toasts are not the first thing they're doing, mm-hmm. it's warm by that yeah. point, especially in a summer yeah. wedding. Just, just stop. Don't yeah. do it. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't That's think this rant. is really a trend, um, but 
one of, one of my photographer friends and I have been resonating with this a lot, but we're just getting kind of tired with like the structure of photography during mm. weddings mm. like really scheduling time to take photos during your day we're just getting tired of it like don't Ooh. schedule time to take the photos like just let us document the day you know oh, don't like be that. like Indeed. from 10 from 10 to 11 we'll be doing pajama photos and from 11 mm. to 12 we'll be zipping into the dress like don't schedule it just let it happen and it'll be there so do you think people should say they want pajama photos and then you just do it whenever getting ready from 10 to 12 Okay, that I agree with. Yeah, she started making me a little anxious and she was like, we don't like timelines. I was like, oh my God. No, I love, <laughs> no, 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 no. I love timelines. No, I yeah. schedule myself hourly. No, and like yeah. when I do consults with people, I'm like, so do you want to do a first look? Because that but changes so your exact, entire day. Yeah. But yeah, not Down so exact minute, yeah. with like, we're going to do 10 minutes doing a first look with my dad. 10 minutes doing this. 10 minutes doing this. 10 minutes doing this. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want a first look with your dad, cool. First look with your fiance, cool. But like, Let's just yeah. put that in the hour of getting ready because you're going to want to do it when you feel like you're ready for it. Like, what if you're not ready in that 10 minutes mm. that oh, we like want that. to, yeah. that you're saying you want to do it right now? Like, your your mind is going to totally change that day. And, like, I don't know. I feel like we need to stop being so anal with, like, scheduling to the exact minute for doing mm-hmm. photos. Like, the point of me being there is to document the day mm-hmm. and, like, help you remember it later. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm getting tired of, like, like setting up wedding days for the photos and being like oh we'll just do it for the photo like i want the photos to be real like i don't want to take fake photos i don't know and that's that's what i'm getting tired of i like that i see like when i make my timelines i always reach out to a photographer i'm like how long do you need for x y and z yes and i'm like how long do you need for a couple portraits family photos wedding party getting ready like and then i ask them do you want a first look it will dictate how long you need to get ready so yes i agree like not down to the minute but I also, like, am very big on, like, every moment needs to be on the timeline. Yeah. Because one thing could shift the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So if your that first look, like, ran too long, or yep. photos ran too long, then there's, okay, ceremony starting late. Then yes. now cocktail is late. Yes. And then catering's like, well, we have, like, <clears throat> caterers run on, like, a strict schedule because they're food and it's like right. it could get cold it could this and they like really appreciate time. but i agree for definitely like the morning it should be more relaxed yeah and all that stuff but i am i'm a stickler for like no a, a full i do I, I do i just to like bundle it up <laughs> i'm so sorry but like i definitely yeah. agree with like family photos need to start at this time in order yeah. to keep things on track yeah. and i'm so with you there but i i also feel like uh, you, you get what natural. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I do. You know, yeah. like, I, and yeah. I, agree. I don't know, being like, we're going to do the champagne toast at 4.05, you know, like, no, let's yeah. knock out those things and just let certain things happen. Like, certain mm-hmm. things, like, for you, I think, yeah, have it on the timeline mm-hmm. because they want to make sure that everything's captured. And mm-hmm. if it's on your timeline, that's something mm-hmm. that they don't have to worry about. Like, yeah. you know, you're there so that they don't have to worry. Yeah. But for i don't know i i hope you guys are getting my gist because yeah, i don't know how to explain story. it so but. i went to a wedding and it was one of my friend's weddings and they put the timeline on the back of the menu card oh no you're gonna die <laughs> literally from like start to finish and no, no. it the funniest story behind this is the bride was late in the beginning so it to put the whole timeline oh. completely off. Mm-hmm. First of all, your guests do not ever need to see that. Ever, no. ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. Second, 
the timeline never really goes by the timeline. Yeah. Like, you're going to... timeline always goes out the window. Like, oh, 100%. always yeah. goes 100%. out the Oh, yeah. You need the structure. You need a timeline. Yeah. Back to my event planning. I totally agree you need it. But to your point, like, I think it should be, like, champagne toast. And you need an average of time because, right. you know, you need something. But I, I, I agree down to the detail of, like, the photos. Like, I... Yeah. yeah like, I, I don't... I do agree with that. I don't... Like, some brides will, like, have, like, a very specific, like, shot list with, like, pajama photos. Make sure you get this photo, this photo, this photo. And I, I, like, I will and I want to and I'm a people pleaser. So, like, I will do it. But, like, we don't need to have, like, the pajama. I don't know. Like I think social media is making this hard for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see this, like, perfect picture of you and your bridesmaid sitting on a bed spraying a champagne bottle. But really... Do you do that normally? Or like just do it naturally and I'll be there. You gotta have fun with it. You know, they don't have to be like, okay, Megan, are you ready for this photo? Let's do this. You know, I I appreciate like people being like asking me if I'm ready, but like just (laughs) naturally do the champagne pop with your girls. Like, don't be so worried about like, is the lighting good? Do I look okay? Should I take my Mm. shoes off? Just like do it how you would want to do it and I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's hard for some people. Like especially brides because Mm -hmm. they live in this very like, visual sense when it comes to their wedding of like their mood board and their shot list and they're Mm -hmm. pulling these inspo pictures and they're like no I want this exact shot and sometimes you can't get that and it's not natural yeah Yeah. Yeah. I agree all right well maybe I'll do my timelines a little differently like this is this no but I I think it's it's it should be relaxed like I love my timelines to be relaxed and have like natural buffers of Mm -hmm. like I know that this is going to go over so I'm buffering an extra 10 minutes Mm -hmm. here but I think if you're saying, okay, like getting ready is from, you know, 9am to 2, like everything in between there is like hair, makeup, getting dressed, first look, whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think it just should be more yeah. relaxed. Yeah. You can have a list of goals, like doing the first look with the dad, first look with fiance, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, doing that all during the getting ready part. But like, yeah. you know, if it doesn't happen at like 710, mm-hmm. and it happens at like 720, like yeah. putting an exact time on it is probably just going to stress out the bride because she'll be always yeah. watching the clock but mm-hmm. like to know that mm-hmm. oh we need to do these two things before 10 mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. that's where like you and I would come into play and be yeah. like are you almost ready for this we should probably do this I'm soon. always working with photographers like the, the bride and groom see the timeline but like I tell them don't pay attention to it yeah like, I will yeah. tell you mm-hmm. where and when you need to be but then I'm also like I'm big on letting the photographer run the show when it comes to the first half of the day like up until ceremony like I let the photographer mm-hmm. be like you pull them for whatever you need. And mm-hmm. then, like, if I'm, like, okay, we are running a bit behind, like, I will go flag them and be, like, we're a little, like, we're running a little behind. Could mm-hmm. we speed it up or could we move some of these to later? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm all about, like, because I tell people, if you don't hire a coordinator, like, listen to your photographer. Mm-hmm. Listen to their timeline and listen to what they say for the flow of the day because they know. Because they, it'll just be natural that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we go on so many tangents tangents. (laughs) we've probably gone through like what four questions Mm -hmm. (laughs) we might have to have you back to do this again (laughs) okay Okay, i'll all right so i'll do a question for dan and then a question for you okay um hmm, okay how do you handle mom life versus work life Mm, i don't (laughs) full transparency i'm still figuring it out um i think for me it's so twofold to this question. One, I think I'm doing such a better job now that I'm an entrepreneur, which sounds crazy because my schedule is so much crazier, but I'm not at work in an office for eight hours. Mm-hmm. So I have different types of time with my kids. Um, mornings are a thing. 
like the morning I don't even touch my phone like my phone is still upstairs usually for the mornings and I make them breakfast we like have a dance party like we just like do our thing in the morning which is so funny because I'm not a morning person at all but I've learned that I have my cup of coffee usually before they come downstairs um, which most of the time is good I try to make their lunches because they're in camp right now um, before they even like come downstairs so it's like not something that I'm doing that takes away from putting my attention to them mm-hmm and then the car ride to camp, like I try to continue to like be with them and be present and not really like, you know, start work until after that. Mm-hmm. Um, nighttime is just a shit show, like literally once they get back from camp. Um, but I think that that morning is like really my time that I'm learning to like really be present with them as much as we can. Um, we also try to do dinner as a family as much as we can every single night. I think that that I didn't really have that as much when I was younger. I was the only kid, only child too. Um, so me and my mom, my parents were divorced, but me and my mom kind of like just did our thing. Mm-hmm. Gilmore girl style. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think for me instilling this like family dinner time has been a really big thing mm-hmm. because I want them to, you know, have that for later. Like I want them yeah. to come over for family dinner all the time, even when they're older. So I think those two time periods and then everything in between is just figuring it out literally figuring it out weekends I work so it's like I'm not with them on the weekends really um we also like we we travel as much as we can travel meaning like driving places my husband's from Massachusetts we try to go up there a lot um as a family and you know that three-hour car ride is like fun um they're not watching their iPads in the car for the most part you know we're playing music and my kids Mm -hmm. love music I love music so we like just try to have that time together Um, but I if I, if I look like I'm put together, I'm not fucking put together. Sorry. I just, that's the first time I ever cursed on here. Um, but I'm not put together at all. Like I am just figuring it out. I watch all these like mom videos and reels and I'm like, mm, are you really that perfect? Cause no. you're probably not. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, I yell at my kids way more often than I want to. Um, yeah. So that's, we did a lemonade stand the other day. Did you see that? I saw that. That was so cute. Oh my God. It was like, I felt like I was like teaching them entrepreneurship as like a boss, but we had so much fun. So it's like finding those. Yeah. They use like my water cart that I use (laughs) at my, and it was actually my son's, my five-year-old son's idea. I was like, there's a little, very quick story behind it. He broke his sister's iPad. So I told him that he had to pay it back. And so he had this idea of a lemonade stand. And I was like, they made $36. Wow. And we were only, we live on Main Street. So we have like good track traffic, but it was just really rewarding. So it's like finding those little things that like you can bond with them in a different way. Yeah. um, is fun. So that was a long one. I love that. (laughs) Moms are superheroes. Yeah. My sister's a mom of two. And Uh, I'm like, she's the best form of birth control. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Um, Okay. So Megan. Christina. Hmm. Okay, what is an area of photography you want to explore more? Mm. Or I'll say an area of your business, because I know there is Mm. an area you do want to explore more. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, I'm excited to be exploring video more. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably what you were thinking of. Um, I, yeah, I've started doing wedding videos and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy shooting it more. I don't know if I enjoy editing it more because the editing process is much, much different than mm-hmm. photography. So is it longer? It's longer okay. and um, it's it requires way more thought, mm. um, which I do enjoy also. But 
you know, I also like to watch TV and listen to my podcast. <laughs> and I, I, I can't do that while okay. I'm editing wedding videos because I have to be fully 100% present. Um, cause it's not just visual work. I have to be able to listen and like build the story. Um, but I do like that part of it also. So, um, there's, you know, positives and negatives. I feel like to both photography and video and reasons why I would prefer one over the other. Um, and right now they're kind of neck and neck, but I enjoy shooting videography, like shooting wedding videos more than photographing them because, um, kind of like the tangent we just got off of was that I, I don't really love the schedule and I don't really love, you know, like having to be the one to be like, we're doing this now. I like to hang in the background and just like let it happen. So like if I were to work with a coordinator, I'd be like, yeah, you run the show. I would be totally cool with you running the show (laughs) and just, I'll just be here. Um, And with video that applies 10 times more than with Mm -hmm. photography um, because the photographer runs the show, if not Mm -hmm. the coordinator. So with video, you know, other people are, making things happen as they happen, setting up poses and like communicating things with family and with the bride and the groom and everything. And as a videographer, you're just, you're really documenting more with video than you document with photography, I feel like. So I either need to figure out how to make that happen with my photos more and become truly more of a documentary style Mm -hmm. photographer and less structured with things, Mm -hmm. or I should go deeper into video. So, um, yeah, that's an area that I want to explore more. I business. love documentary yeah. photos and just mm. like candid. Mm-hmm. I'm all yeah. proposed, but you don't look Not at them always. as much. You don't look back at like you and everybody just standing there. Maybe no. if you were always nice if like all your family, if you have like, you know, grandparents around mm-hmm. photos. Yeah. But like those moments of like you with your friends laughing like yeah. in the corner. Like they're just like, they're just more personal. I like those. Yeah, I agree. Um, ooh, okay. I think. I think I asked this one. Okay. Favorite part about meeting a new client? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can start. Um, I think, <clears throat> so I usually don't meet my clients to the day of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. I, there's two folds that I have to like think of. One is where I'm parking this trailer. So I usually Google their house <laughs> because I want to try to like see their driveway or their backyard yeah. or whatever it is. So Google like Zillow has been my best friend forever Mm. with every new client, which is so funny. Um, But I think my favorite part is just like experiencing what they're going to experience. Like Mm. we do a consultation call before and I usually tell them or or it's usually via email for the most part now, um, but they get to pick two specialty drinks. So it's like interesting to see what they're going to pick. Like I give my recommendations, but then I allow them to pick whatever they think is best. So it's always interesting to see like what they pick from there. And then meeting them day of like, I'm, I'm a hugger. So I always like hug mm-hmm. my clients and I'm like, are they a hugger too? Like you just never know. But I mean, if you're hiring a mobile bar, you're probably really cool. So let's yeah, call that what it is. Time. You want to have a good <laughs> yeah. time. You want, like I have clients who don't drink who hire me and they're like, I just want my guests to have a really good time. Aww, like I, I don't that. drink, but I will enjoy a good mocktail from you. That's yeah. cool. So it's like, I, I feel like like 98% of my clients are just awesome. So I'm very lucky to have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that like new experience and I love meeting people. I love, I think my favorite part of this business is not just the client, but meeting all the attendees mm-hmm. because mm. I usually have some type of interaction with every single person at every event. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, like 
to me and Megan differing, like I love being center of attention. <laughs> and my last event, my client was like, oh, I wasn't there. And he was like, oh, the trailer was the life of the party. I go, well, we love being the center of attention. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's just really like experiencing just like new people. And I love meeting yeah. people. And I love that I'm constantly meeting new people. Mm. What about you? Um, my favorite part about meeting new clients is just hearing their story. Um, I always set up a Zoom consultation or like FaceTime or phone call or coffee date or something. And I just like hearing about their stories, like how they met, how they got together, mm-hmm. you know, how he how he or she proposed. Um, I don't know. I like hearing about their lives. And it makes me feel a lot more connected into the work that I'm going to be doing because I'm a storyteller. You know, I'm telling their love story through their photos and their video and mm-hmm. with their wedding. That's just like such important background knowledge for me to have. And then when I go to post stuff on Instagram or just, you know, I don't know, it gives like more context into what I'm doing. Um, so like I'll understand the toast better from the best man or from the dad mm-hmm. when they're talking about their history. It's like, Oh my God, I knew that it's, I don't know. I like, um, I like kind of being a part of it and like hearing what their, what their mm-hmm. story is. Biggest hurdle your business has had since being born. Hmm. You want me to start? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, God, I am yeah, kind of stuck on this one too. I think it's just been, hmm. I think the pricing was my first hurdle. I think the pricing, Mm. like really like narrowing down what I was going to price myself at. And I think, I still don't know. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Um, I, it's funny because you always like talk about your competition and their pricing and we have a mobile bar chat with just Connecticut mobile bars. Mm. And yesterday we were talking about all of our pricing and I think it's important to be equal with your competition because if you're really high if they're really low like it just doesn't make sense for either of you so I think that's Mm -hmm. good so I think pricing was my first hurdle um and I think just like managing like I now have two trailers so when I had the second trailer come in I always wanted to grow the business after my first season I was like I know that I want two trailers I know that I want to grow I just posted about this but I I'm a very firm believer if I see other people can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And I think like that was a huge thing for me is, you know, learning how to navigate the business where I'm not in full control anymore. I have to let my team bartend. I have to let my team take the reins when I'm not at the events. Mm-hmm. And it was just really trusting other people that I that I knew could do it. Like I hired them for a reason. I kept them coming back for a reason and I needed to trust in that. Um, and I think the third hurdle I'm actually going through right now is finding other ways to have people help me in my business. Like mm-hmm. I need to hire a bookkeeper. I need to hire someone to do the finances. Yeah. It's not my forte. I mm-hmm. actually hate numbers. I never, I like pass math by the skin of my teeth, but it's not my thing. Like I need to find an outlet there and I need to find like that's probably my biggest one and I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I'm just not, not there. Um, but I think that's my third one. So it's really like allowing others to help has Mm -hmm. been a huge, huge hurdle for me. I'll share three too. Um, (laughs) first one, what I, we touched on a little bit already was that I'm feeling like a little less connected and that's, that's a hurdle is like, I feel like I'm starting to experience burnout a little bit. So it's, you know, how do I overcome that? And that's something I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, but I think an earlier hurdle that I was trying to jump over, um, was, you know, figuring out how to book myself. Like, how do I actually start my business? How do I get clients? How do I get people to pay me to do what I want to do? How do I get to be where that person's at? Um, and so 
one thing is like the comparison, like try to stop the comparison and try to look at other people as a way for you to learn from them instead. So following all these photographers, when I, you know, decided I wanted to get going and start my business, instead of like comparing myself and being like, oh, their work is better than mine. I would be like, their work is better than mine. How do I teach myself to do that? Mm -hmm. Or like, how do I become happier with what I have? Like they're happy with theirs. Um, So I think just absorbing information as much as you can watch a lot of YouTube videos, follow a lot of people and follow them closely and be like, how, how are they on their stories? How do they, you know, talk to themselves? How do they talk to their clients? Like, what do they do and how can you get to that point too? So I think just, you know, not copying people like we said, but, um, absorbing, absorbing other people's lives as much as you can so that you can make that your own. And then um, my third, I think, is thinking about the future of my business. So three, the past, what I'm going through right now and then the future. Oh, look at you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, the future of my business. Because in with weddings, with all three of us, we book out pretty far in advance. I know the first, um, the, we're, we're doing this together, actually. Know, um, the first wedding for Wild Lily that you booked is 2024. It's, mm-hmm. um, what is it? Not October? It's August. August? August yeah. That was kind of close. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's over a year from now. So that's something that I, like, I'm not even sure what the future of my personal life is going to look like. I'm 22. You know, I'm not even sure if I want kids. I'm not sure where I want to settle down. I have some ideas and places where like, oh, I'd love to try to live here one day and live here one day. But now that I have this business and I need to, you know, figure out my work plans a year in advance, it makes it kind of hard to figure out what I want for my personal life and for my future. Um, so like if I wanted to start a family, I need to know that mm-hmm. before mm. I book out work. So like I've had inquiries come in for 2025 and for Connecticut and I've unfortunately had to turn them away. And a lot of people do. I mean, a lot, a lot of people don't book more than a year in advance, but you know, if I knew I was going to be in Connecticut, I would have booked them and then just, you know, upcharged a little bit to accommodate for the the pricing increase that I'll probably have in a year. But instead I had to be like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be living here. I'm sorry to turn you away. Maybe we can check, check back in with each other in like January if you're still, you know, yeah. looking for a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm struggling to figure out right now is like, how yeah. do I keep my business growth and keep my business successful and where I want it to be while also making myself happy? And like, if I want to move, like how do I how do I navigate Adapting like moving in my business yeah, yeah yeah I think that's yeah because yeah, that's a good point like I did I had someone inquire for 2026 I'm like wow I can't even think about next week no. three Let years 2026 wow. I was like Crazy. I'm not booking that far out yeah. in advance yeah. but again like yeah like life could change yeah. very very quickly the pandemic show does all that like mm-hmm. it could take you know whatever but and I think agree like you know like when you know we settled that like you know where am I gonna live like yeah. when, you know when am I gonna have kids and all yeah. that stuff so it's like it is hard with like us that we book so far out in advance and then like it's almost like also capping of like okay I can't take anymore just in case mm-hmm. like right you know something was to change like and I need to travel for these events like I can't be like traveling for like 20 weddings but like you know all that stuff but yep. Yeah, I think that's also, that is a yeah. big hurdle, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to I navigate. A few friends that are moms, one one of them, um, I think has 
two one or two kids I, I don't quite remember we're not super close but um she um you know found out that she was pregnant and she was like oh my god I I have weddings like full time like I'm booked full full time and I'm a, I'm about to have a baby now mm-hmm. and so she had to get in touch with all of her couples and be like hey I'm so sorry just found out that I'm pregnant and I'm gonna be due like the week before your wedding and like mm. that's a difficult thing to figure yeah. out because like today or like when she booked them a year ago like that was not on her mind that wasn't her plan you know but it it happened and she's happy about it but like how does she navigate that with her business that's so mm-hmm. tough life happens could you hide like i'm just thinking the other side of it like because i think the same thing with my business because mm-hmm. i'm like where where is my future gonna go with this you know do i want to do this when you know my kids are playing mm-hmm. sports and i want to see them on weekends right and things like that. yeah but is it something where, you know, if you did want to continue to book that you could just almost have like two second shooters, not second shooters. Mm. But yeah. They call that an, asso- I mean? an associate shooter. Right. Yeah. Right. So you, you'll have a, a second shooter is somebody that's like supporting you and they're not the lead and they're yep. typically with the groomsmen and they're getting like the alternate angles and they're not like the main shot. And then the lead photographer. So that would be this girl Mm -hmm. um but if she's not able to make it she's gonna hire an associate to cover it for them but you know that kind of i have that in place in my contract and i'm sure she does too that like if we got sick or for whatever reason we couldn't make it we would find an associate and cover our butts but you know the couple is booking her you know they're excited to have her and like her style of photos because you have an editing style but you also have a shooting style with the settings that you Mm -hmm. use and the way that you place Mm -hmm. yourself in relation to you know your subjects so there's a lot um a lot of personal touches that go into the way that you shoot Mm -hmm. as well as the way that you edit so you know they were counting on having her and they Mm -hmm. fell in love with her as a photographer Mm -hmm. and now for her to be like hey i'm so sorry i know that you booked me and you paid me and you're contracted with me but also in my contract i said i don't have to be there so i'm Mm -hmm. sorry to play like hardball but yeah you know it just kind of like lets them down and you know is probably not if they were counting on her and really happy for her they you know they might she has really tough clients too so i don't know if that's just like her experience but yeah Yeah, that's funny to say that yeah i I was going through this with a client i have three clients who are using the same vendor and this vendor has backed out and their wedding is in three months and they had found again this is who will be covering for me and these clients were like absolutely not like that is not who I would have chosen as my Mm -hmm. you know vendor for this particular part of my wedding and I'm like you are totally valid like for that and then it ended up being like we had to scramble and find another Mm -hmm. one who was thankfully available but again it's very like that's hard like Mm -hmm. me I don't have anybody Mm -hmm. to fill in for me if I'm not there and I think it's also like that's important that like to communicate to your clients because for example with this particular vendor it was never communicated that like this is who would be filling in if they couldn't do it mm-hmm. i think that's important mm-hmm. to do like if if you're like look if i can't fill in this is who will be filling in for me and then like they could look at their work and be mm-hmm. like that and be like okay that like god forbid it probably rarely right. ever happens but like life does happen mm-hmm. and yeah. things do happen so like god forbid like for example, like Jen, like you have another bartender. So you could be like, if I'm not there, yeah. this person will be there. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, okay, like I understand now that like I'm comfortable with like plan B. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's funny. That that's I think mine's a little different because I don't think my clients, I mean, some do. Some definitely think I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that now they don't always think I'm going to be there. Probably because mm-hmm. they've seen two trailers and they're like, well, she has two. One of my other clients, I 
I, she really wanted me there. It was a repeat client. Yeah. And I was like, I actually don't work events anymore. And that's going to happen in the future. I happen mm. to be working another one that day, but I mean, that's definitely going to happen. Like that yeah. is my long-term goal of this business to not be at the events, like just to drop off and pick up. So, and like set it up as needed. Yeah. Right. Is that hard for you to so do? Hard. Cause I, so hard. I have, I'm doing that now with the planner that I work with. Like she's doing that where mm-hmm. she's not there to have, I am. And I was like, I don't know if I could almost do that. It's yeah. like giving them like your baby. I'm like, with you I, too on that. I don't know yeah. if I could do that. Like that you're like, I couldn't imagine myself not working events yeah. and just so, running the business. There's two things to that. One, a hundred percent. I'm such yeah. a micromanager, which I never mm-hmm. thought I was going to be because I hated my bosses who did that to me. Mm-hmm. So I even text the girls and I'm like, Hey, can you send me some pictures? Like, yeah. I want to see the setup. I want to do this. Like, how's everything going? And at that point, they're working. Like, I should not be texting them. Mm-hmm. But this is where you learn if you want your business to grow, you have to do the stuff, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Um, I could never do two events. But also, you have to put your trust in your staff. And mm-hmm. if you're training them properly, they know how you like your business to run. Your business is going to run with them. Yeah. yeah. So it's really just like having the faith in other people, which is literally the hardest thing. Like, that's... Yeah. The hurdle that I'm still challenged with today is mm. not only like not being at the event, but also like trusting someone else to be able to do it. Um, but I took them out for drinks one day mm. and I was like, I just want to thank you guys. And they were like, Aww. we want to make you proud. Like we love working for Aww. you. Yeah. We want to see you succeed. We want to be able to like help you with that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's how God. you know. Yeah. That they're, they're that's the how you know you have a good, yeah. you trust them. But it, it all comes with learning and it mm-hmm. comes, you know, and I'm, I'm lucky that I found amazing people. I'm lucky I have a great staff, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, really hard. Yeah. I feel like it's like hard because like one of my huge things is like client relationships. Mm-hmm. Like when you're booking me, like you're getting a best friend for the next year. Like yeah. that is how it is. So it's like, I couldn't imagine like not being there, but being mm-hmm. there for the whole year, but then day of not being there. It's almost like, it's like graduation day. Like yeah. I gotta yeah. be there to like cheer them on yeah. and like yeah. see them and like, I want to see them on yeah. their wedding yeah. day, you know, I go feel be happy. That. I yeah. Feel that. I think your industry is a little different. It is very different. Yeah. You are building yeah. a different yeah. type of relationship. And yeah. I think Megan's too, but I, I do see how Megan's could run without her in a way. Yes. You could do another yeah, shooter. A lot of, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of photographers have associate shooters, not as like a backup option, but just because. Because you're double I've, booked. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've worked for other people that way too, where they're doing a wedding and they mm-hmm. have an associate shooter doing one wedding and I'm doing another one. And so mm-hmm. they have three weddings going on at one time. Then yeah, yeah she's not at yeah. the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I agree with you. Like, I don't know if I could do that with mm-hmm. my business. I don't, cause it's like personally want to mm-hmm. do that. Cause yeah. Like I said, there's so many personal touches in the photography because it's an art and like you're Mm -hmm. booking somebody to make art of your wedding day Mm -hmm. and I don't know. But it also comes down, I I think, to the point of like from a, like you wear like your vendor face, but then like your business Mm -hmm. hat and it's like, am I going to turn down three weddings in one weekend of like that cash, like, you know, that cash out of like three weddings, but also Mm -hmm. like what's more important to me, that or like being present for one of them because of the client relationship and all that stuff I also think like I do know another event planner who she's now set up her business and has a team Mm -hmm. so I think if she's already booked and she's booking a second event she's introducing her head planner with that couple Mm -hmm. it's not her anymore like she's still obviously I'm sure doing a lot of the work and doing a lot of things but at that point she's introducing the second event planner and going from there yeah Yeah. Yeah. so it's really how you want to run your business like Mm -hmm. I could have totally stayed with one trailer done what I did you know but then I'm not growing 
So yeah. it's just, yeah. it's where you see your business going and how you want it to go. That's a tough yeah, one. This yeah. is so interesting because I have so many other ideas too, but I mm-hmm. need to figure out my personal life too. Like if I, if I decide to move to Alaska, like this is what I would want to do for my business. If I yeah. decide to move here, this is what I would want to do for my business. If I'm going to stay in Connecticut, like these are different ideas mm-hmm. in ways that I can grow. And it's just like, I don't know which thing yeah. I'm going to be doing. And so... It's and like, I think that plays I a role too in like out. your life decisions of like, because I, I know my boyfriend and I always talk about not living in Connecticut or New York when we get married and mm-hmm. have a house, but it's like, I also don't want to be like in the middle of nowhere. Weddings are not a thing. Like weddings are huge in this part, I know, yeah. but they're not necessarily big and like, you know, where you want a lot of land in a very rural area, right. but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So I think that also needs to play a role in your yep. decisions, yeah. but also like, it's, I think that is hard to like it's go hard. down the middle of like. Am I doing it for myself or am I doing it for my business? Yeah. Which is like... And insane. you're exactly spot on with like what I was struggling with. Like you understood what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. But like if I Do move you... to Alaska, like there's there's less people in Alaska than in yeah. Fairfield County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's You could get beautiful nature shots in Alaska. Right. But not necessarily So wedding. it's like how could I be creative with my business yeah. to still capture weddings but in a place that I like. So probably a lot of elopements, a lot mm-hmm. of destination weddings, putting yeah. together some kind of package yeah. for people that are traveling is probably yeah. what I would do. Like work buddy yeah. buddy with a coordinator yeah. planner to yeah. like make a vacation out of it is mm-hmm. probably what I would do. But yeah. like if I'm going to live here, that doesn't apply. There's yeah. no need for that. I wouldn't do that here. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to be your therapist for a second. Okay. Do you think that's why you're having these like hurdles right now? Because mm-hmm. you don't know where you're Yes. Like... I need to know. <laughs> yeah. But we don't know. But I don't know. And yeah. I, I don't have it figured yeah. out. But I think that's, but that's okay. Like you're going through the motions right now. Like you didn't have it figured out when you started. Yeah. But you figured it out. You got it. But now I feel like you're in this like height. And I, I'm, again, I'm speaking for you. Be my therapist. <laughs> I'm being your therapist. Come on. Read but my I mind. Because I, I was in this too. Like with the first trailer, like mm-hmm. I feel like I per. I did not perfect it, but I feel like I perfected it to where I wanted it mm-hmm. and then it needs to grow. Mm-hmm. So I got a second trailer. Mm-hmm. Now I'm figuring out the second trailer. So like I'm in a weird hiatus of like mm-hmm. figuring all that out, but I'm not, I'm not thinking where like I, I have a house. I have two kids. Yeah. Like we're, yep. they're starting school. Like we're not going anywhere right now. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts of the future are different. Mine are, okay, can I run a business on weekends when my kids get a little bit older? Like, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Your thought is, am I moving to Alaska? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I think that that's probably why yeah. you're having these other challenges in your business of, like, feeling, like, not as creative because you have so much going on in your brain. Like, in 2025, where am I going to live? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's – but it all yeah. comes with time. Like, yeah. life's ever-changing. Tomorrow it could all be gone. So, yeah. like, you really yeah. just have to – I'm big on planning ahead. I need to know what I'm doing four weeks from now, but yeah, yeah. you can't plan that far ahead. Mm-hmm. You got to just roll. I couldn't, let me tell you, if I talked to Christina from 2021, I would have laughed. Mm-hmm. Like I would have never pictured, you know, meeting the man of my dreams, you know, getting our first apartment together, doing what I want to do as my career. Cause it was always like, I never knew what I wanted to do. And I was stuck for the longest time. And then, you know, it all just, yeah. you never know, never know. Oh, and I'm always that. big on that. Yeah. I, I always like say, if I could talk to past me, I would laugh and be like, you got everything like yeah. you wanted. It just yeah. all fell into place. You just have to trust it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. I needed to that hear that. Good. Yeah. Well, I we're forget here for therapy. <laughs> 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 Do we have one more? Are we concluding here? Um, 
Adam, do you want to do one more? Yeah, let's do one. That's more. up to you. Guys. Yeah, last yeah. one. This is a longer one. Yeah, one last quick one. one. This is gonna be like an hour and a half episode. <laughs> I love it. How do you organize your your work? So, like, what I know a lot of you guys use HoneyBook and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but like, mm. what do you? How do you stay organized when you have a full pack season? Mm. To do lists. To do lists. I have a, mm-hmm. a like a physical planner that goes like day by day and month by month, and so every night before I go to bed or at the end of my workday, whatever, I'll like write down my to-do list for tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. I'll go through my editing queue based on like when their due dates are and like line it up in order of, Mm -hmm. you know, that I need to edit them in. And now that's getting a little bit trickier with video because they have different deadlines. I do um, wedding galleries, like photos in four weeks and then the videos Mm -hmm. in eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So it, my editing list, like it's a little weird now I'm experiencing because the, the videos like, I'm not editing in the order that they're happening now. Mm-hmm. I'm editing them in the order that the deadlines are. So it's yeah. kind of weird. But moral of the story is I have a to-do list and I go through that. And then when my next day starts, you know, I go through the list and I start with emails, go through HoneyBook, um, usually go on social media for like an hour, like checking out TikTok and Instagram and maybe post something on Pinterest if I'm feeling snazzy and then, you know, edit. And I try not to work past six um and like shut things down but if i'm you know if i have plans in the morning we're doing the podcast or something like sometimes i'll work a little later um but that's how i stay organized is like writing things down and i know that your answers can be very different (laughs) don't laugh (laughs) i love how megan jumped on this question she's like i'll go first she's like i'm organized (laughs) i did not get excited for this question because i am literally the most unorganized person you will ever meet by far by far and i'm okay with it like i am just I just figure it out. Like, it's funny. I'm not like a, like a hippie, like I got this person, but I'm just like, it'll, it'll all work out in the end. Like I'm a firm believer yeah. of you can stress yourself out so much, which I think you need to. Sometimes you have to stress yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like I stress myself out before every single event. Cause I'm like, am I organized? Do I have this? Do I have this? And then the event's fine. And yeah. even mm-hmm. if you mess something up, nobody knows it, but you, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I stay organized with HoneyBook is honestly the number one thing that organizes me. It's really the only thing I use, obviously, besides email. But my HoneyBook is now, like, basically my email. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny. Sometimes I actually forget to go into my email. I do that all the time. Oh, my God. I'm just on HoneyBook all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I also do a lot of unread messages. So, like, not so much clients texting me, but, like, even just, like, life in general. Like, if someone sends me a text message, I'm like, I can't open this until I'm ready. However, mm-hmm. did you recently do an upgrade on your phone where you can no. unread a text now? <gasps> Wait, you can do that? Yes. I need that I in need my life. I'm too. so bad I at literally, like, right wanted now. to call Apple and be like, can you fix this? Because how are you not up to date on this yet? Yeah. yeah. It randomly, oh, like, great. I, like, held it down the other day and it said Mark unread. I was like, stop it. I need that. So that's, life. yeah. So if I have like in my inbox, like I'm a folder person in my email if I ever do go to it. So like I'll drag everything like into mm. the folders that it needs to go in if I've done it. If it's not, it's in my inbox. Mm. Um, but I'm not that person that has like mm. 100,000 emails in their inbox. Like my inbox, if it has like 200, I have like anxiety because it means I have a lot to do. Mm. Um, my email is filled with spam. Yeah. I, I I dread my e- I hate yeah. emails honestly. Yeah. I love Honeybook though. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 25% off discount code in the caption below. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I I truly do like Honeybook. Yeah. Um I want us to get sponsored so I don't want to talk negatively about it, but unfortunately, they have been having a lot of problems with like 
not delivering messages or Mm -hmm. like the red count on messages from clients like is sometimes incorrect and things like that but i don't think personally i've experienced any issues knock on wood so i think they are fixing them and it, it will be good but yeah i have not really had bad experiences with HoneyBook. I love it. It keeps me organized. And yeah, you can search for somebody's name mm-hmm. and like your thread of emails are right there with all of the documents you've sent them. And I, God, I love HoneyBook. Um, but my email, like I have so much spam, like I'll sign up for stuff mm. like QR code generators yeah. and like just, they won't stop emailing me and I get okay, emails wait. every day and oh, every I day make and every day. separate email. Yeah. Oh, start God. doing that on like, I actually do that oh. on my personal, which is yeah. even worse. Cause now I like cringe at my personal email mm. i think i have like two thousand emails in my personal oh my and i'm God. like at one point i just went and deleted everything i didn't even look at them and like i get stuff from my kids school and camp and stuff i'm like yeah. jen you need to be smarter <laughs> um but yeah i mean i feel like everyone just has their own way to organize themselves yeah. and whatever yeah. way works for you like do that um but yeah i'm a big i'm a big unread person mm. yeah there's <laughs> no right or wrong way to do anything yeah. so yeah. Just as long as it all gets done yeah yep and, as long as, and if not your yeah. client will email you like hey remember you were supposed to send me this yeah i get clients yeah. all the time be like oh like remember we talked about this and i'm like yeah absolutely like, <laughs> you're like i yeah, have no clue I'm like, oh god i know yeah there's there's i'll admit things slip through the cracks when yeah. there's a yeah. lot of clients like especially like a lot of different vendors email like yeah. from from my thing i'm like did i even send them this did i do this but i'm like oh my god i do that all the time where i'll like do something in my head and forget yes. that i haven't done it yes. in real life i'm like didn't i didn't i tell you this in my i tell this to my boyfriend all the time i'm like i told you this in my head so like you should have already heard it so like, yeah. i'm like the same you should have read my mind yeah you should have read my mind this is how it happens yeah I don't know if, yeah. if you this would work for you, but back when I was in corporate, mm-hmm. we had folders, like old school folders. Like we would print out all mm-hmm. the documents. And I know technology mm-hmm. is much different yeah. now, but I have to say like that did work when I had so many multiple like vendors involved and clients. Yeah. And, you know, now I have a lot of clients, but nowhere near as many mm-hmm. as I had back in corporate. But I feel like that for me was like a really way to good way to be organized. I'm like that day of like I yeah. will print out everything Everything. and i will have backups on my phone but it's like i've moved i am all about writing it down i write everything down but i'm also been getting really into like digitally organizing everything Mm -hmm. like everybody has a color like everyone's color coded like i use asana i use honeybook and i use um like canva for my design stuff Mm -hmm. so like everybody gets a folder and everyone gets like a color so what's the first one asana it's like um it's similar to like Monday. I don't know if you've heard that. It's just like oh, a project manager. Okay. So I have on my Asana, I have my calendar mm-hmm. and my to-dos are in different colors. So like, you know, Megan and Jen get this color. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it just helps me like visually because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I know I'm meeting with this client this week. So like it should be green everywhere because that's mm-hmm. their color. And I should be working on their stuff when like someone else like, I don't have to that's I also struggle with that too like prioritizing Mm -hmm. because I don't have a boss always being like this is due date like this is due date I'm very like with all of my my jobs I'm very like make my own schedule and Mm -hmm. like kind of do it but it's like I need okay I'm not dealing with this person until like two weeks I shouldn't think about them right now like I need to focus on like this client Mm -hmm. that helps me like Asana helps me so much just putting my to-dos it's basically Mm -hmm. an electronic to-do list and then um, I should look into that I like that HoneyBook has been like amazing I'm having Mm -hmm. so much fun with HoneyBook Mm -hmm. like that's like when I heard you guys talking about it on like the earlier podcast I was like oh yeah like I definitely know I want to do that Mm -hmm. and it's been like a lifesaver and then just like 
physically writing things down, like keeping things in my phone of like certain things. I have like a million lists. I don't know how I stay this organized, <laughs> but it works. I'm like a mixture of the both of you. I like love my list, but mm-hmm. I'm also like can be very unorganized yeah. at the same time. I probably should be more yeah. organized, but yeah. See, I feel like if I had a bunch of lists, like if I write something down, I do remember it more. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Like the day before the events, I am writing things on like a dry erase calendar. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. I love that. Because I don't need it after that. Right. Yeah. There's no reason that I need mm-hmm. to know that I need to go shop for extra limes. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to know stuff like that. Yeah. So like for me, the dry erase board actually works really well. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I'm just, yeah, this works. Yeah. Hey, it works different for everybody. Yeah. We're all making it up as we go. Everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. different. Um, well, thank you so much, Christina, for coming I on. so much fun. Thank I want to come back again. <laughs> yes, we definitely should do this again. This was yeah. fun. We yeah. have a lot more questions, and I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody will probably be giving us more along the way, too. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll wait a few weeks, put out another poll, see if we get any new questions yeah. after people have seen this and some have yeah, been answered. Yeah. And, um, yeah, 25% off HoneyBook with the code in the description. And, um, yeah, we appreciate your time. And Thank you. you I know, had so much fun. Wishing you luck. Yes. Yeah. Good luck sure. on your new adventure. I'm having so much fun with it. Like, good. I really am. And good. I'm just, like, loving it every day, so. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yay. It's exciting. Well, well, cheers. 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 <laughs> <laughs>